listening to Drilling Deep. I'm your host, John Kingston. Drilling Deep is the place on the Freight Cash family of podcasts where we drill deep into oil and diesel because oil needs to be drilled and diesel comes from oil. We also drill deep into an issue of the week, and today it's the price of used trucks. We've got Chris Visser of J.D. Power with us. He's an expert on that market, and he's going to speak to us just after Ryder in its earnings said it was doing better than it had anticipated in selling vehicles out of its fleet. Chris will share his views on the used truck market. As we always kick off the show, we mentioned that diesel needs to come from oil. Crude oil is actually kind of a worthless commodity on its own. About the only thing you can really do with it is burn it to make electricity. They still do that in a few places like Saudi Arabia. But beyond that, you have to put crude oil into a refinery to make products like gasoline. And those products also, of course, include diesel. For most of this year, the market for diesel has been weak, not only because of the pandemic cutting the demand for crude, but because the market for diesel was particularly weak. I've talked about it on other episodes of Drilling Deep, how refiners ended up making more diesel for the first few months of the pandemic than they really wanted to, because what they really didn't want to do was make jet fuel, which is a distillate like diesel, but given that nobody was flying, they didn't want to make jet. And they didn't want to make gasoline early in the pandemic because people were staying home and nobody was driving. The result was that they made more diesel than they needed to. Diesel market was still pretty much okay, given that stocks needed to uh, be re- that the shelves needed to be restocked. But the result was a big buildup in diesel inventories that is just now starting to decline. But what's happened now is not just some temporary situation. The world is going to consume a lot less oil this year than last year, and even next year it's still going to be below where it would have been had there been no pandemic. You know, you hear talk about peak oil now, but peak oil used to be afraid for peak supply. Now it's afraid for peak demand. The companies that own refineries know this, and they're starting to take steps to combat it. That's where the diesel market comes in. Refining margins, which is basically the amount of money you make from turning crude oil into products like diesel, those margins have been utterly miserable this year. Companies no longer really have any hope that they're just going to turn up. One basic spread to show how weak they've been is by taking the price of Brent crude and comparing that to the price of ultra-low sulfur diesel. A year ago, that spread was about $19 per barrel. Now it's about $8 per barrel. So refiners are starting to swing a hatchet. Just a few hours before I recorded this, Shell said it was closing a refinery near New Orleans, the, the convent refinery. A few weeks ago, a company called PBF said it was closing a refinery on the New Jersey side of the Philadelphia region. Marathon shut some refineries out west over the summer, and the list goes on. Where this matters to diesel users is that the price of diesel you pay is made up primarily of the price of crude, but it's also made up of the spread between diesel and crude. I wrote a story for FreightWaves this week, and I kind of referred to that spread as like the final mile before you get down to the pump. As we noted, that spread is at extremely low levels. Cutting refineries, cutting, shutting them down uh, might not have much impact on the price of crude, but it will certainly have impact on the price of diesel simply because the supply of diesel will tighten and its spread against crude will tighten also. The weekly DOE diesel price that is used for fuel surcharges, last week it hit its lowest level in more than four years. And while the price of crude is down since then, the price of diesel is down even more. That spread does matter to you. A leading refining executive said on his company's earnings call that he expected the U.S. to cut about 2.5 million barrels a day of refining capacity to deal with this situation. That is a lot. And what we've cut so far is maybe a million barrels a day. That means we have a lot more to go. Uh, By the way, that figure about 2.5 was not just necessarily the U.S. 
It includes uh, North America, all of North America. The world's crude market continues to look out of balance, and that's good news for users of oil. But the diesel market's relationship to crude is starting to look like it might have hit a bottom. Don't expect any declines in crude to necessarily be matched by diesel. And if the price of crude starts to increase, expect that it might rise a little faster than crude. But if that happens, it's not going to change these plans. These companies are determined to cut their capacity. They've already started to do so. Look for a lot more announcements. We are going to change our attention now uh, to used trucks. And our guest today is Chris Visser. He is the commercial truck senior analyst at J.D. Power. I've known Chris for quite some time. Chris, welcome to Drilling Deep. Hey, John. Good to hear from you. So the reason I wanted to speak to you, of course, I always like to speak to you, but um, I covered the earnings at Ryder uh, and uh, just happened last week. And one of the things they said is that the used truck market had been a lot stronger than they had anticipated. Now, they had already gotten ready for a significant downturn in the used truck market. They took a lot of uh, sort of uh, accelerated depreciation earlier in the year. That is actually expected to hit their bottom line and, and affect net income really into 2022. But the one thing that they said on the call, that the executives said on the call, was that things had gotten a lot better, that the numbers that they were starting to see in the used truck market, and of course, they're a huge supplier into that market, were definitely better than they had anticipated in the in the earlier write-offs. So when I heard that, I thought, you know who would know that is Chris Visser of J.D. Power. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, um, has there been a significant upturn in the used truck market? How would you describe the strength of it, maybe on a scale of one to ten? <clears throat> yeah, well, start the uh, there definitely was a rebound, uh, and that started in, in mid June, I'd say, and we first saw it show up at the auctions when uh, there seemed to be a lot more interest from end users on sleeper tractors, and we saw uh, late model lowest mileage equipment uh, shoot up in value first. Which is uh, usually what happens in a recovery. The you know the most valuable equipment is uh, is the ones that can be substituted for new. Um, and uh, fast forward to the. So there we'd be talking, let's say maybe a 2017, 2018 vehicle. Yeah, yeah, maybe even going back four years. So yeah, 17 okay. and newer. Yep. And then uh, starting out with trucks with under 200, 250,000 miles. Uh, so those shot up in price pretty dramatically. Um, and then over the course of the next couple of months, as uh, consumer spending stayed strong and increased, and uh, and then um, industry decided to start stockpiling, uh, and and uh, and consumer goods uh, industry started to stockpile items. Um, those two factors uh, contributed to an acceleration of uh, of demand for used trucks. So it's on a scale of one to ten, I guess um, you could say it started out mid June as uh, if it went from a one or a two. Shot up to about a six, and uh, at its peak, which could have been in in October, we'll see how November turns out. But I, I I think October will probably end up being the peak of the uh, of this short term growth cycle. Um, and uh, you know, it's probably probably seven or eight in terms of a recovery. Uh, it, it, yeah, go ahead. So why would you think October is the peak? There's there's a lot of things else. You know, the market's still strong. The freight market's still strong. The market for new vehicles is very strong. Uh, why do you see a peak in October? Uh, I probably should have said it's probably where the uh, the growth might start to level out. So it'll it'll probably end up being more of a plateau than a than a peak. Uh, it's probably not the best choice of words, but. Um, the factors that I see uh, contributing to a slowdown in the in the rate of uh, acceleration are uh, sooner or later the inventory buildup is going to pull back because uh, you know the, the 
consumer uh, outlets that decide that they needed more uh, goods are going to decide that they have enough. And uh, also there was some buildup in anticipation of, um, you know, not knowing what was going to happen with the presidential election. Uh, eventually that'll shake out. And then, um, you know, cons- how much more cons- consumers purchase? Um, right. You know, in the beginning it was, it was the, it was a buildup because everybody was hoarding items uh, and then they started to, you know, work from home and they needed all the, all the things that go along with shifting to working from home. Uh, you know, and then it just ended up being a general consumer goods uh, increase. But, um, you know, then it, eventually it's just going to get back to uh, being uh, consumers purchasing what they need for everyday life. And, uh, you know, one of the things that riders said was that they felt the market had gotten strong enough that they were going to be able to sell more vehicles through the retail market as opposed to the wholesale market. One mm-hmm. of the, I mean, I was going to ask you what the differences are between the two. I know what the differences are between the two, but what are the decisions that a, a seller of used vehicles like a rider would make before they decided, okay, we're going to take these trucks and we're going to put them through the wholesale market. We're going to take these trucks and put them through the retail market. Yeah, it basically gets down to uh, how how many miles and what kind of age you're looking at. Uh, in a declining market, like we saw, uh, you know, at the end of last year, la- last half of last year, uh, where trucks are declining in value, you usually want to just get them off your books as quickly as possible, and uh, you're not sure where the depreciation is going to end up. So, so it's it's worth your time to, especially if you're uh, somebody like Ryder with a large volume of trucks to get rid of uh, at any given point. Um, you're probably just going to want to get those trucks off your books and not necessarily want to maximize the profit. Um, in an appreciating market like we're in now, uh, the trucks are more valuable than they had been. Uh, it's an unexpected uh, you know, profit center. So now that trucks with the mileage that a, a typical uh, lease or rental truck would have, which would be average to high mileage, uh, even that truck might be worth more than it was uh, certainly this time last year and even uh, the beginning of the year. So that, that could be an area of, uh, of a retail sale uh, profit. Is there a number that you can give or a percentage where uh, the difference between putting a, a, a truck into the wholesale market versus putting it into the retail market? Uh, there's uh, Traditionally, there's been a 10 to 15 percent spread, uh, depending on the type of truck, maybe upwards of 20 if it was a, a a low mileage uh, sleeper, uh, depending on the market. Um, now that's probably uh, decreasing a bit. I think the retail market is still depreciating while the auction or wholesale market is appreciating. So that, that spread might be declining a bit. Uh, there are a couple of factors behind that, but uh, uh, 15, 15% is probably a good rule of thumb. Okay. Now, so the, let's talk about the the strong market that you saw earlier this year. Who are your primary buyers and and what kind of people would be stepping up? Is this a time when you're seeing a lot of people who maybe want to buy their own truck to be an independent owner operator? They're buying it. Is that a small part of the market? Um, And uh, and is the larger part just, you know, smaller fleets that that aren't going to necessarily buy the first run stuff coming off the line of Peterbilt? Uh, What's the market look like? Yeah, typically um, the market for used trucks is a small fleet or individual. Um, And... Yeah, in terms of actual numbers, I, I I don't have data on that, but uh, but the small fleet uh, probably makes up the majority of the used truck buyers. The in terms of the owner operator, they're just like anybody else, and I think the improvement in the freight market was just a rising tide that lifted all. 
uh, demand for everybody, for every segment of the used truck buyers. So it was everybody from individuals uh, who, who felt more comfortable being able to trade in uh, their older truck on a newer truck, and then all small fleets who were looking to upgrade so they could uh, enjoy the fuel economy and uh, maintenance benefits of a newer trucks. All right. Now, the, the independent owner operator, a person who's getting into it for the first time, not necessarily trading an, an older vehicle in for a newer vehicle, how far back the ca- on the calendar do they tend to go? I mean, we're in 2020 right now. So if I was saying, okay, you know, I've been saving my money, I've been working hard, I think I want to buy my old truck, my own truck. How far back do you, th- you, would, do you think they'd buy a model vehicle? Would it be a 2012? Would it be a 2015? Uh, you could probably get a little bit newer than that. If um, you know, if a fifteen, a twenty fifteen truck is selling for about twenty six thousand uh, dollars on average, uh, twenty sixteen truck is selling for about thirty two, thirty three thousand. Um, that's attainable for most uh, professionals who are looking to get into the business. They can probably get a loan for that amount. And um, the manufacturers and uh, uh, branded dealerships are offering incentives as well because they still have plenty of inventory to move. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, so with, with plenty of inventory to move in a hot environment, it's a good time to be uh, uh, selling uh, trucks through incentives. And the numbers, the, the pricing I mentioned was, uh, was at auction, auction, by the way. Retail would be a little bit different. How does an auction work? I know that, uh, you know, I've, I've written about your monthly reports sometimes and you talk about auction. And uh, how, how does that, how does that get, get done? Uh, well, since COVID, they've been, Pretty much, I think, entirely online, which which was a change. Uh, the two largest auction companies, Taylor and Martin and Ritchie Brothers, have had a, a healthy online business uh, well before COVID, but uh, they went to 100% COVID uh, for at least a while after um, uh, after the pandemic, and it doesn't seem to have affected uh, volume uh, or pricing. In fact, uh, pricing is, like I said, higher now than it was this time last year. Um, how it works, how online auctions work is, uh, you know, you go through their interface, uh, you can see uh, extensive pictures and write up of the trucks uh, in most cases. And then uh, you can, as long as you're set up to have an account with them, you can pretty easily bid on that truck and then you can select uh, whether you want to pick it up or have it transported and, and all that good stuff. So when a company like a rider decides to go through the wholesale market, is that the kind of thing that gets sold through a Ritchie Brothers? Um, not exactly sure how riders handling their, uh, trades, but, um, it could, they could be selling them themselves, uh, or they could be handling it through, uh, through an auction house. Uh, typically the largest, uh, fleets or the largest rental fleets, uh, tend to start selling their equipment themselves to end users or to wholesalers when the market is hotter. So I I would suspect they're doing some, some of their own sales at this point. Now, speaking of hot market, we know that the uh, new the market for new Class 8 vehicles is very, very hot. Uh, there was a time when you practically couldn't give this away. Some of the record low numbers that don't seem like all that long ago, and now they're rip-roaring again. What is the impact on the used truck market? Is the is the correlation inverse? Uh, you know, the, the, At first glance, I would think that if you got a, a flood of new vehicles hitting the market, that you would therefore have maybe a flood of used vehicles hitting the market as well. Uh, and um, is that the way it works? Do you, do you find that they tend to work inversely? Uh, believe it or not, it's uh, they're in, they work in tandem. I found uh, when the when there's demand for freight to move, people are going to buy new trucks and used trucks. 
And uh, I think one of the factors there is you can order a new truck, but you can't necessarily get it immediately, uh, especially when the when the market is expanding like it has been. So, you know, the lead time is still a couple of months on a new truck. Um, there are plenty of new trucks on the ground, of course, but, uh, you know, that assumes that they have what you need uh, and you don't have to order it. So, no, I think uh, I think it's another one of those uh, rising tide situations where when there's more freight to move, people are going to buy more trucks, whether it's new or used, because there are different buyers for new and used uh, market. Yeah, that delay, that delay in getting a new used uh, a used truck would be significant in, in helping to the used car market. Excuse me. The delay in getting a new vehicle, I could see where it could be clearly significant in getting a uh, getting a boost to the price of a used vehicle because you want the truck now because the freight market is so good. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, you, also, you, you at J.D. Power, you also do track uh, new vehicles, uh, new Class 8 vehicles. That market is extremely strong. What are some of your more recent numbers? Uh, we uh, we actually rely on uh, numbers from other companies who track the new the new market. That's not one of our uh, core uh, competencies. Um, observation I can make about the new market as it pertains to use, though, is it's probably the the trough that we had because of COVID in the new market is going to result in a trough of trade ins um, uh, going forward, uh, probably in the uh, early mid 2021 range. So trucks that we might have expected to come back in 2021, 2022, uh, there's going to be a trough there just because of the multi-month uh, cessation of uh, deliveries of new trucks to end users. So that's going to uh, be a positive for the used truck market, at least for a couple of months. Uh, it'll take some of the uh, supply away in 2022. We expect 2022 to be a, a fairly large volume used truck year just because of the, the new truck sales cycle. But uh, COVID will help in that regard a bit. What what is kind of the baseline? Um, how many trucks per month tend to get traded in? Again, we obviously it fluctuates. That's why people need services like JD Power to know how much it fluctuates. But you know, if if you had a a year of normalcy, what would be the average number of used vehicles hitting the market per month? I you know I wish I had a, a figure I could give you on that. Uh, we collect probably. 15, ten to fifteen percent of the market. Um, so yeah, I could tell you our. How our uh, retail and wholesale and uh, uh, numbers have fluctuated, um, but it would just be directional more than uh, an actual uh, concrete number. Um, uh, there are companies out there who collect uh, registration data on trucks that are selling hands or, or trading hands. I think that's probably the best way to measure uh, the, the actual number of uh, trades in a given year. Right. So you, you, you take a, a, a significant chunk of the market, but not the whole market, and then model it out from there. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Let me ask you, as technology rapidly gets better, how much negative impact does that have on the price of used vehicles? I would imagine that if you a 2020 vehicle, technology-wise, is already significantly better than the 2018-2017 vehicle. And that pace of technological change is probably getting faster. Are you finding that that is a factor in the market? Uh, it it is when it comes to specs, and the market um, tends to change pretty quickly on on some specs that it uh, that considers desirable. Uh, most recent example is automated transmissions, and probably about seven or eight years ago, it's like somebody flipped a switch, and all of a sudden the used truck market came around and wanted uh, automated transmissions. Whereas in the past, uh, the AMTs were were considered uh, unreliable and uh, and a liability on a used truck. Uh, so now a uh, automated transmission is upwards of $25,000, $3,000 add on a, on a late model used truck compared to a 10-speed 10, 10 manual. 
Uh, so that's one example. And then and even newer trucks, we're getting into electronic driver assist systems. Uh, you know, that whole spectrum of uh, equipment that's on a on a new truck. And used truck buyers are starting to come around on that. It, and that's one that's still segmented, whether it's uh, uh, a, a single used truck owner who might still grumble a bit about all the bells and whistles that are flashing at him whenever he tries to change lanes. Um, but then uh, contrast that with a small fleet who really wants that equipment because they get a, a decrease on their insurance premium for having it. But I think the, um, even the, used, the single used truck buyer is starting to come around on that stuff. Uh, and that, you know, basically the acceptance in the used truck marketplace by the, uh, you know, once the entire spectrum of buyers gets behind it, then that's when you start to see a real change in, in uh, how technology is valued. And, um, you know, of course, that has an impact on the residuals that the new truck OEM can set, uh, you know, so that eventually the truck with the, the most technology uh, that the marketplace values will have a higher residual than a truck that might not have that equipment. Yeah, you're talking about the, the individual dri- uh, drivers, individual owners that don't like all the bells and whistles. I'm reminded of a scene in the movie Diner. Uh, one, of the, one of the characters is a salesman in a TV store, and the guy comes in. He says, I don't like the color TVs. I just don't like them. You know, this is <laughs> back around 1959 when color TV was new. So right. yeah. uh, same, same idea, same idea. Exactly. Um, is, the, is the market for used vehicles a leading lag indicator or a lagging indicator on the strength of the truck market overall? Um, I'd say if you're looking at uh, late model used trucks, it's, it's definitely a leading indicator. Uh, the first inklings we saw that the market might shift is, uh, like I said, back in mid-June when the, the newest equipment started to shoot up in value. And then a few months later, of course, that was followed by the average mileage uh, equipment. Uh, definitely a, a leading indicator. Okay. Any final words, any kind of observations where you think the market might be uh, end of the year or a year from now? Uh, all depends on the economy. And, I, you know, like everybody else, uh, the uncertainty is is off the charts. But um, as long as unemployment stays realistic and, uh, you know, I take steady at this point, given the uh, what we have going on right now, um, you know, you look, not to get too far outside of what you just asked, but I think the fact that Wall Street is pretty sanguine about uh, whoever wins, um, you know, they just want some stability. They want low interest rates and they want a vaccine. And um, as long as those things remain on the horizon in the near term, I think uh, the economy will hold up. Uh, consumers will remain confident enough to keep keep consumer spending up. And uh, as long yeah. as they as long as they keep their jobs, that'll keep the freight market healthy, and uh, and that'll have a good impact on the used truck market. Yeah, let's note that you you mentioned who, whoever will win. Let's note to our audience that we are taping this on the morning after. Uh, election night. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of bleary eyed as I think are many Americans, more, even more so than they would be on New Year's Day. So we don't know who's going to win as we talk, talk about this. But as always, Chris, your points are extremely valid and uh, very interesting on the used truck market. I want to thank Chris Visser, the commercial truck senior analyst at J.D. Power for joining us today on Drilling Deep. Great to talk to you, John. Thank you. And you are, you have been listening to Drilling Deep. We are part of the Freightcast family of podcasts from FreightWaves. You can find us on all of the major platforms for podcasts. We do hope you'll join us again. I'm your host, John Kingston. Hope to see you soon.